Pray with me. Our Father, we thank you for this wonderful message that it is finished, that Jesus has won the mighty victory, that we are children of God through his shed blood, and there is nothing that can stand against the forces of the church going forward to seek to share your glory and to see others come to know Jesus Christ as Lord. Holy Spirit, move among us today, we pray, that we may worship you in spirit and in truth, and that our hearts will continue to be lifted up closer to thee, that on our service we may honor and glorify you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Today there is no doubt that you and I face many conflicts. We've talked about the war, the spiritual battles that go on even through our messages and song today. And there are many things that grab our attention. We hear constantly on the television all sorts of things that, that give us great concern. We, we hear about the political problems. We hear about the economic problems. We hear about the racial problems. There is crime and there are many other things that seem to grab our attention and keep our focus on a daily basis. But I want to share with you with all of those serious problems that do indeed exist... There is one problem that triumphs over all of them and should capture our heart, and that is the battle for the human soul. This is a battle that you and I truly must give of ourselves to, and I want to share with you without any hesitation that there is an answer to all of these other problems, and his name is Jesus. You see, if we get ourselves in right fellowship with Jesus, if we were to be sharing with the world that Jesus has the answer, no, Jesus is the answer, we will find that all these other problems will disseminate and we will find victory in every areas of life. It is so easy for us to get caught up in responsibilities and relationships. It's so easy for you and I to get consumed with our passions and our playthings. It's so easy for you and I to be given over to those things of life that just grab our attention, the current fads and the trends and, and all those things that just seem to be so calling unto us. And in reality, they do grab our attention, do they not? After all, it's only right that we give of ourselves to some of those things. We, we indeed have to make a living for ourselves. We have to support our families. We need to be successful businessmen and women and be engaged in the affairs of life. And all those things are good. But I'm afraid that you and I are giving ourselves to so many things that are good that we're leaving behind that which is great. God is calling us to something higher. God is calling you and I to something more meaningful, something that has eternal value rather than intrinsic value of today. Far too often these things change our focus in life and every Christian that gives them themselves to more of those things of the world put themselves in danger of becoming more like the world. We find ourselves being entrapped by the focus of what is immediate and we forget about the focus of God's heart. As we think about these things, we surely understand that they're important. We must give of ourselves to recognize that those things which are eternal have so much greater value than those things that we try to accumulate into our lives today. And these things are not just problems that all of a sudden occur. These have been going on 
for generation after generation. Even when Jesus walked the earth in his ministry, these problems even existed then. But Jesus spoke to his disciples, saying these words in Matthew 6, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let me ask you the question today. Where is your treasure? What is your heart given to? You see, as the church, we have one major purpose, and that is to bring glory to God in all that we do and say. Colossians 3.17 tells us very clearly that whatever we do and whatever we say, we're do, to do all to the glory of God. That is our purpose. That is our mission. We are to go forth into all the world and make disciples of Jesus Christ. And as we do, we can be assured that God's name will be glorified. Today, I want to speak to you about something that's very important to my heart and something that should be very important to your heart, and that is renewing our hearts for evangelism. In order for us to do that, I want to ask you to turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 8 today as we find a story that's very common to most of us. It's a story about Philip speaking to the Ethiopian eunuch and bringing him to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We'll begin reading in verse 25 of Acts chapter 8. So when they had solemnly testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they started back to Jerusalem and were preaching the gospel to many villages of, of the Samaritans. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. So he got up and went. And there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all of her treasure. And he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was, coming, he was returning and sitting in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go up and join this chariot. Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, well, how could I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to slaughter and as a lamb before its shears is silent. So he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will relent his generation? For his life is removed from the earth. The eunuch answered Philip and said, Please tell me, of whom does this prophet say this, of himself or someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. As they went along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, water! What prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all of your heart, you may. And he answered, and he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him there. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch no longer saw him, but he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself as Azostus, and as he passed through, kept preaching the gospel to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. Wow, what a wonderful passage of Scripture. 
It tells us of one who came to know salvation through the testimony of another. Now, I want to make this very clear to you as I begin this message today. Not all of us are going to be called to be preachers. Some of you are saying amen to that right now, aren't you? All of us are not going to be called to be preachers, but I want you to understand each and every one of us are called to be reachers. We are to reach out to others around us in the love of Jesus Christ, and we're to tell them the story of how God sent His only begotten Son to die on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Each and every one of us are called to be reachers of others for the glory of God. Now, to do that, I want it to make it also very perfectly clear. I want it to be sure you cannot do this alone. This is not something that you and I can do in and of ourselves. We cannot go in our own strength and our own abilities and expect to bring glory to God and bring the message of Christ to others with effectiveness because it's not something that we have the ability to do. This is a work of God's Holy Spirit. This is a work that God has called us to do, but not in and of ourselves, but through the power of God's Spirit. Philip was an ordinary man, just like you and I. He was there in the beginning when the church was first created. You might recall the story in Acts chapter 6, when the church was growing and it began to have so many thousands come to be a part of it, that there also become problems as well. You know, with people you have problems. We don't know anything about that, do we? With people do come problems. And the church was overlooking some of the needs of the families. And they were oversighting the the needs of the widows. And they began to grumble. And they called the apostles in on the problem. And the apostles began to pray. And they began to look at the situation. And they called them together. And in Acts chapter 6, verse 3 and 4, they say, Brethren, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. Philip was an ordinary man. He was no different from you or different from I. Philip was just an ordinary man, but he was doing extraordinary work because he had the presence and the power of God's Spirit in his life. You see, when you and I come to the recognition that God is within us and wants to work through us, it takes on a whole new mindset about what is possible. Philip was a man full of the Spirit. He was a man who was given unto God and found redemption through Jesus Christ. And because he found Jesus as Lord, he also looked at him as master and he allowed him to rule and reign in his life. That's exactly where you and I should be today. Coming under the lordship and the leadership of Jesus Christ, empowered by his spirit and going out in the power of his strength. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus speaking to his disciples said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. I want you to know, men, women, youth, I want you to understand that we're seeking to do that right here at First Baptist Church. Our real men's ministry are are seeking to build other men up who will walk in the power of God's Spirit coming to know Him intimately and begin to share His life and His love, not only with their families, not only with their co-workers, not only with their neighbors, but to those strangers that they may walk down the street and meet during the day. We're seeking to build up men who will be real in their relationship with God. And we want to do the same thing with women. 
God has called you and I into a relationship with Himself that we might be filled with His Spirit, getting self out of the way and allowing Christ to be glorified in us and through us. That's the calling of God upon our lives. He spoke to His disciples, Jesus in John chapter 16, verse 7, saying, It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him to you. Wow, what a wonderful promise. Now, I don't think that Philip was there that day when Jesus gave this promise. But you see, you don't have to be there when Jesus spoke these words because Jesus' word and Jesus' promise is always true. You and I have the opportunity today, just like Philip and just like the apostles, to receive through faith the indwelling of God's Holy Spirit to enable us to go through life and be victorious. God has given us that gift. He's given us that calling. And He wants us to go forth with assurance. You cannot do this on your own. Be assured. But with the Spirit of God, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? And we need to rely upon Him with every fiber of our being. Be assured, if we are to renew our hearts for evangelism, it's not going to be something that you create, something that you conjure up, but it's going to be as you yield your life to the filling of God's Spirit in your life, that He may rule and that He may reign. Psalms 127 verse 1 says, If God does not build a house, they labor in vain who build it. If we are to renew our hearts for evangelism, my friends, we must be assured it is not something that we can do in and of ourselves, but it must be the power of God working in us and through us. Secondly, if we are to renew our hearts for evangelism, not only do we need to be sure that it is not of ourselves but of God, but we also need to be sensitive to the Spirit who is willing to give direction. We need to listen to Him. As we read this story... Philip and, and John and, and, and Peter were on their way back to Jerusalem. They had been having a great, wonderful evangelistic ministry going on in Samaria. And hundreds, if not thousands, were coming to know Christ as Lord. They're on their way back to Jerusalem. And what is happening all of a sudden is God sends an angel to speak to Philip. And he says, oh no, I have another job for you. I want you to go to a, a desert place. I want you to go to a a lonely place. I'm calling you to go and speak the word to someone else. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm having a successful city ministry and I'm seeing hundreds of people, perhaps even thousands of people come to know Jesus Christ as Lord, and all of a sudden I get this sense, I get this urge to, to go out to a desert, I'm not so sure I would want to follow that. I'm not so sure that I would be sensitive enough to recognize that was God leading me and directing me. But my friends, I'm here to tell you today, God speaks to our heart, not about our interests and our concerns, but His interests and His concerns. And the Scripture says that Philip went. He got up and he went. He went to that desert place. And he went to that place where he saw no one but a chariot going through a wilderness area. He listened with sensitivity to the Spirit of God. And he was given direction on what to do. Wow. How are you listening to the Word of God today? How are you listening to the Spirit of God today? 
Oftentimes, we're wanting to put him on hold. Or we're wanting to, want him not even to pick up the phone, right? We, we, we don't even want to answer. How many of you have gone through a situation where you, you had a real need? I mean, you know, your electricity went out. Recently, my electricity went out. My, my computers went down. My TV was off. I mean, I had a real problem. You, you, you call them up on the phone, you know, and you get a busy signal, right? So you dial again, you know, 15 minutes later, you dial them again, and again, you get a busy signal. So you wait another five minutes, and you call them up again, and you get another busy signal. Finally, about the fourth time you call, you get an answer, and so you're, you're telling the representative on the phone, all your problems. You know, this is what's going on. This is what I need. You need to come out and you need to fix this right away. There's a problem over here. And I, uh, excuse me, sir, there's another call coming and I need to put you on hold. No, wait a minute. How do you feel? Are you angry? Are you upset? Are you bothered? Isn't my call important? Isn't my desires important? I wonder how often God is calling to us and saying those same things. Be real quiet for a moment. Listen. Do you hear it? God's Spirit is speaking to you saying, go to that family member and tell them I love them. Minister to them in Jesus' name. Go to that coworker. Go to that neighbor. Minister to them in Jesus' name. Go to that gas station attendant. Go to that person you met at the grocery store and build a relationship with them in Jesus' name. Do you hear it? The Spirit of God is speaking to you. He's speaking to you. He's speaking to me. And the Spirit of God is saying, you are my witnesses. You are my hands and my feet. You are my mouth. You are my body. Go in my name and tell others that Jesus loves them. That Jesus died for them. That Jesus has given his life that their sins might be forgiven. And that their lives may be whole. And they may find all the answers that they're looking for in Jesus Christ. Are you sensitive to what the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart today? How many times do we put Him on hold? How many times do we, do we want to give Him a busy signal? Well, Lord, you know, I've got this going on and I've got that going on and you know, there's so many other things I have to give my attention to. I understand that it's important, but Lord, I've got to put you on hold. I'm sorry. Click. And we go about our busy days doing our busy things, taking care of our busy work, and never accomplishing the very thing that God has put us on earth to do. If we are going to surely revitalize a heart for evangelism, we must understand and be sure that it's not us that will make it happen. It will be the Spirit of God making it happen in and through our lives. It will not be us trying to tell everybody our message, but we will be speaking to them the message of Christ. We'll be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and we'll walk in the power of His life in us and through us. In John 10, 27, Jesus says, My sheep 
hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. The Spirit of God speaks to us. But are we listening? If we are to truly revitalize our hearts for evangelism, we must be sensitive to what the Spirit of God is directing us to do. Thirdly, if we are to be renewing our hearts for evangelism, we also must be swift to respond to the opportunities that the Holy Spirit is giving to us. We find in Philip's story that he does indeed go out to that desert place and the only thing he sees out there is this chariot running through this desert place. And the Spirit of God says, run up, run up, catch them, be with them. And he runs to that chariot. And it just so happened, it just so happened that this Ethiopian, this this man of high regard in his country, he was might be considered the secretary of treasury, if you will, for the Ethiopian uh, queen, Candace, who had commissioned him to this wonderful position. Uh, But he was more than that. He was also a God-fearing man. He had been to Jerusalem to worship. And now he is on his way back to his country. And he's reading a script from Isaiah. And it just so happened that he's reading that script and it's about the coming Messiah, Jesus. It just so happened that this opportunity had come. Do you believe that? Do you believe that it was just coincidence that God would open this door of opportunity, that God would spirit be directing him and God would tell him to go up and run up to this, to this chariot and, and, and go beside them? Do you think it's just coincidence? No. God had already prepared this moment. God had already ordained this moment and God was opening this door of opportunity Philip was sensitive to the Spirit's guidance and he ran up to that chariot. How many times do you and I have opportunities that come our way and we see them just for a split second and we hesitate? Well, you know, I just just don't have time. Well, you know, I'm probably going to have to get into this long conversation that I'm not ready for. Well, you know, I really don't have much to offer. I really don't have much to say. But So we, we make all of these excuses why not to enter into that moment that God gives to us. We're not swift in taking the opportunities that God gives us. And as a result, so many people walk by us every day still lost in their sin. But not Philip. He runs up and he hears the Ethiopian reading of the scriptures and he asks that question, do you understand what you're reading? Do you you really comprehend what what you're reading here? He asks that question that that he gets close in proximity. Some of you men have gone through a Bible study with me on Wednesday mornings and we talked about that that wonderful uh, formula and equation about how to be better evangelists. And, and, And here we find Philip getting in close proximity to the Ethiopian. And he simply just asks a question. Do you know what you're reading? Do you understand it? Well, how can I if someone doesn't explain it to me? And by the way, who is this man talking about himself or someone else? And it says from that portion of Scripture on, Philip preached Jesus to him. From that moment on, he ran in. He took the opportunity that God had opened up. The Spirit of God was leading him in, and he preached Jesus to this Ethiopian who is going to be taking back to his country a message of hope in Jesus Christ. Wow. 
If we are to renew our hearts for evangelism, then we must first and foremost get a sense of urgency of our times. My friends, we can no longer afford to sit back. Let me share with you, in 1964, the Rolling Stones, many of you know the Rolling Stones, you're old enough to remember that group. They wrote a, they wrote a song called Time is on My Side. May I share with you that time is running out? Time is not on our side. We must be swift to respond to the opportunities the Spirit gives to us. And if we are to truly renew our hearts for God, then we must also be steadfast in fulfilling the desires of the Spirit. Verses 35 through 37, we find that he comes and he shares the scriptures about Jesus with the Ethiopian. He shares with him the desires of God's Spirit, not his own desires, but what God's message was. In John 16, 14, if we are to know what the desire of the Spirit is, Jesus reveals it to us there. He, speaking of the Holy Spirit, will glorify me and He will take of mine and will disclose it to you. You see, if we have hearts that are sensitive to hear the Spirit, we will also learn from the Spirit. And we'll be like Philip who should be sharing the life of Christ with others. That He is the incarnate Son of God. That He is the sinless Savior. That God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son that whoever shall believe in Him will not perish but have eternal life. On and on, Philip shared an important message of eternity with this man. And it spoke to his heart. And it met his real need. And he says, look, there's water. What prevents me from being baptized? He gave his life and he gave his heart to Jesus. And you can rest assured that being the high official, being the secretary of treasury for Ethiopia, he went back and he shared Jesus Christ with everyone he came in contact with. And so the word continued to spread. Lives continued to change. And Jesus Christ is glorified. It's all about Jesus, is it not? It's all about Jesus. And you and I need to get our focus upon Jesus. You and I need to get our hearts right today with Jesus. You see, what's happening is we have an irregular heartbeat. And we need to get it back in rhythm. We need to get back on track to where our heart beats for Jesus Christ and nothing else. For He indeed is the answer to all our problems. He is looking to you today. He's looking to me today. And there is an opportunity that you have to serve in a program called My Hope. Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is sponsoring with churches all across America an opportunity that we have as Christians to get involved and look out from among our lives and see others that are in need of Jesus. And we are to befriend them. We're to listen to the Spirit and love them in Jesus' name. We're to listen to the Spirit and share the opportunity that God gives us. Share the message of Christ. And with great expectation of heart, know that Jesus will bring people to Himself. Amen? Because He is in the business to seek and to save that which is lost. And may I share with you, that is our business also. And if that's not why you're here, you need to check your heart. We need to renew our heart for evangelism. If God has spoken to your heart today about where you are, perhaps you have been a good church member. Perhaps you have been playing a religious game, but you really have not been serving. You really have not been walking in the power of the Spirit. You really don't know about that newness of life. You just 
you know, dress up and come and you're part of this religious activity, my friends, that won't save you. It's only as you and I die of self and turn our lives completely over to Christ and receive that wonderful gift of salvation through Jesus that we know what it means to walk with Him and to know Him and to share Him. Will you do that today? Christian, if you know Jesus, but you haven't been living for Jesus and you haven't been sharing Jesus, you need to get your heart right. The Holy Spirit will move you in that right direction. Listen to Him today. Be sensitive to His message to you right now. And as we give this invitation here at the end of the service, I want to invite you to come down. If God's just saying to you, come down and give your heart to me. Come down and renew your walk with me. Commit yourself to being that witness that I have called and created you to be. Our doors are open for you to do that. There'll be ministers down here to greet you as you come. I'll also be here. If you're here for church membership today, you don't have a church home and you'd like to put your membership here at First Baptist Columbia, we'd love to have you. We need you. We want to love on you. We want to help build you up. If you want to make your First Baptist your home, for spiritual growth and maturity, by all means, now is that opportunity for you to do that. As the choir leads us in song, and as you stand and sing, the Spirit of God moves in you, please come down freely and let us glorify the Lord, shall we? glorify you in Jesus' name.